Shane. You always had a situation in a big way, man. express myself sometimes when I need to be properly different. Fuck. Okay. Welcome to episode two of the Lockdown Podcast. Talking about everything COVID-19, being locked down in your house in the UK. And uh, tonight we welcome a special, a Spanish Adam guest. Um, My brother-in-law just happens to live in Valencia. Um, Adam, hi. Welcome, Adam. Uh, Hi, how's it going? Introduce yourself properly in a minute. And the other people we've got in the podcast are... Introduce yourselves, please. You go first, (laughs) C-Dog. Say your Uh, name. That's as easy uh, as it is. I'm Kerry. Nice to meet you. I'm Adam Keeley Esquire. I'm Jordan Ling. (laughs) <laughs> is that a question <laughs> I think so I'm Crunk nice to meet you Spanish Adam hi nice to meet you guys nice to meet you too so nice thanks for coming Ad um, so just, just before we start let's have a little chat about some developments today so it was a little bit of a it's been quite a heavy day actually uh, today um, got the uh, the Probably the biggest news there is at the moment, I guess, is the closure of UK schools um, and, I guess, education establishments all over. Um, Anyone got any thoughts on that, just to kick us off before we start on the questions to Adam? Uh, You're an educationist. Go on, Adam. (laughs) It's a personal experience. Saw this coming probably last week. Um, Mm. My kid was ill, like I said, yesterday on Sunday night. So... uh, he had a day off on Monday, and then we took took our kids out. So we want to spread it with the new government guidance. Um, there's been loads of people, um, friends and people we know, and people that know and know people, that kind of stuff, where it's all sort of, um, if they're going to do the true social distancing like they've been telling us to do, they need to stop the kids. So I think it's a good move. Um, and the government have also announced some uh, help monetary help which is good mm. yeah Kerry you're, you're, you're in education aren't you I mean what's it what's it gonna what's the what's the longer term impacts for this your colossal colleagues I, 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 I just don't know with the uh, exams being well essentially cancelled now um, I don't really know who we're going to be offering places to if you think about it um, it, it could well be a year group um it's completely up in the air um they're not making offers to anybody yet because they haven't set their a levels there's no results coming in a levels are cancelled life as we know it is cancelled until this thing blows over so so what was <laughs> is he in the toilet <laughs> <laughs> is there any chance? 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. That, that was actually him running a tap in a in a kitchen. No, no, no. That's Manning's equation again. We spoke about it yesterday. Manning's oh, equation. Right, oh, no, no. Ambient sound. Yeah. Cog, do not edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the other question I had for Kerry is is this is a, a just a quick a quickie that I was just curious about myself. Can you see them re people redoing their year? As in, can you see an uh, people being held back for a year of education? What what would be the long term ramifications for that? Because that that could be huge, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, God. And I've if, they the, if they redo the year, there's an obviously I'm, I can't talk for the university, but if if they redo a year, then there's the knock on effect of um, class sizes. I mean, how many students? would feel that maybe their work suffered enough. Luckily, it's animation and visual effects. They can do it on a computer at home. They just need to get assessed on the final work. But if you're, say, doing something like uh, model making, where you need a workshop to get this stuff through the door, you know, you're you're under the cosh. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's, it's a job to say. It's a real minefield. I wouldn't like to speculate because... It's just no man's land. We've never been in this sort of situation before. Yeah. Well, t tomorrow night we've got Ed Ingemels, um as a guest on the show. He's a very, very well-known BJJ uh, competitor, but also an academic. So we will probably, once we get a bit more information, ask him what he thinks about the longer-lasting effects are on on uh, the education system and, and uh, if he even cares, because uh, knowing Ed... They'll just be here to take the piss out of us, and then uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 see how that works out. But um, so just just to just to get back to um our guest for this evening, um, Adam, can you just uh give us a brief overview of yourself, what you do for work, where you live, and um yeah, just introduce yourself, mate. Yeah, give us a sure. bit of background. Uh Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Adam, um, I'm 30. What am I, 33 now? Yeah, I think so. Um, and like maybe two years ago, I moved to Valencia, Spain. Um, I've sort of been going back and forth quite a bit between England and Spain. I kind of grew up as a um, near Hertfordshire and I've kind of been doing graphic design ever since school really so um i've worked in companies i've worked in, in agencies uh i've worked in london outside of london companies small companies um at the moment i'm self-employed graphic designer i still work with companies back in the uk and do work from here <laughs> essentially from home um and now yeah i've sort of been out here probably solidly for the last two years and now um yeah find myself in the situation here we are so let's just just to clarify you're a homeowner mm. out there so so you you own a spanish house you have a, a spanish mortgage essentially um, recently yeah uh and and your life literally is you are very close to you know the, the, the center of valencia what what some might class as let's say the shoreditch of valencia you know a very sort of trendy decent area to be living in um you know like the epicenter i i guess of that area 
Absolutely. Valencia is not a huge place. Um, it's not Barcelona or Madrid, but it's up and coming. And I, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I live smack bang in the center. That's getting a bit expensive now, but I'm a 15 minute walk from the center. So yeah, you can imagine if that was compared to London, that's, that's pretty close. And my area, I'm just like kind of south of um, the, yeah, the, I guess the shortage, I guess you want to, want to call it of Valencia, the kind of upcoming hip bars, hip, um, you know, coffee bars, um, yeah, and just uh, the, the hip place to be basically. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess we'll just kick off with the first question, Ad, cause what, what, what we really want to do is just for the, for the listeners there, um, I guess this is a, a look into the future. As, essentially, um, this is us looking ahead to what will probably happen at some stage. Um, I don't think that's probably too far from people's imaginations. So can you just tell us, um, give us an overview, really, of what it's like being on lockdown um, in 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 Spain, what sort of things you're experiencing, and, and I did a snapshot just to lead up to this. Um, I took a, a a picture of something. I just want you to clarify some of this stuff because I, I read it and it was about what is going on in Spain at the moment. And it sounds, I'll be honest, I didn't even know half of this was um, was going on uh, and mm-hmm. part of the lockdown there. So can you just let us know if any of this is true? So. Um, apparently, um, what is happening in Spain currently is everything is closed apart from pharmacies, supermarkets, petrol stations. All bars and restaurants or shops are closed. Uh, you're only allowed to leave the house if it's to buy food or if it's an absolute emergency. You're not allowed to buy more, have more than one person in a car, and you're only allowed to walk your pets 50 meters outside your house. You're not allowed to take a walk or get on your bike to take a ride to get some fresh air. All children's outdoor parks are closed. Beaches are closed. Uh, (coughs) Supermarkets, um, you can't enter unless you're wearing gloves. They are provided at the door. Uh, The majority of people um, have no work. Uh, And in supermarkets, queues have to stay in single file with a two-meter distance between each person. Um, a lot of hospital appointments have obviously been uh, cancelled. And, and finally, uh, hefty fines are, are being uh, issued if you don't abide by any of those rules. So I, I don't know whether any of the other podcasters, the, the Pete, you know, guys here knew much of that information. I certainly didn't know any of that information. So, you know, what, what, what have you got on that? Is that is that realistic or is that rubbish? I would say 80% of that, 80, 85% of that is pretty realistic. Um, yep, that's pretty much how it's gone. So, so just to give you a bit of a backup story, um, in Valencia right now, March um, is the most popular time of the year to be in Valencia. And maybe the first thing I could say is that the speed of this, that this has happened has been incredible. Like I would, going back to maybe... Uh, one week ago, we had our festival. Um, okay, so a little brief background on our festival. It's called Las Fires. It's mainly lasts for five days, but in general, the whole festival goes on for a month in reality. So we get a lot of tourists that come, a lot of people that come here from all over the Europe, all over the world, to be honest, uh, for this festival. They basically have fireworks every single day of the year. Uh, every, sorry, every single day of this month. 
and um, in the main five five days of fires, everyone's off school and throw firecrackers at each other in the streets. It all goes off fireworks every you know um, at night. Um, so essentially, <clears throat> this time last week, um, that festival got cancelled, and that was the first start of right. Okay, something something's happening now, and something something's changing because they would not cancel that festival um, for any reason other than something serious. Because that, that is the big festival of Valencia. It brings a lot of money. I think it's 750 million that that brings into the economy. Um, and for Valencia, that's, that's a huge amount of money. So they would not cancel that if, um, if it wasn't something serious. And the speed that this happened, they canceled it. Um, and then the next day, um, noise, uh, noise about the uh, schools being canceled. And then the, the following day after that, we were basically on lockdown. So like within the matter of three days, escalated and pretty much what you described there um all the the, the things in the list pretty pretty accurate um <coughs> things, things like going to the supermarket wearing gloves that's uh, my experience here that's not quite what's happening it's not quite as regulated as that but in terms of like standing five meters away in the in the supermarkets from each other they're trying to implement that um yep you can't really go outside unless you've got legit reason you've got to be you know you can't just wander off the park to the park and just chill out the parks are closed um yeah in terms of walking the dog you only really one of you can walk the dog to go into a car one of you can be in the car um pretty much everything you said is is, is pretty accurate to be fair so who's in that is how did you get that information? Who who gave you that information? I mean, like that, that's, that's a lot of rules, new rules for people to absorb, you know. Absolutely, yeah. I guess uh, just on the news, uh, you know, like uh, pretty much in like in the UK. I mean, um, everyone in the last few days has just been keeping an eye on what's been happening on the newspaper um, and like websites and. I guess just chit chat through people. I mean, uh, my girlfriend works at the American school here in Valencia. And I mean, as soon as school was canceled, everyone knew what was happening. The kids have got to stay at home. And as soon as the kids have got to stay at home, then the, the, the you know, the, the parents who look after the kids have got to stay at home. Um, and then just, it happened so far, like in a matter of three days, like we had went from having our festival. I, I went to one of the fireworks shows um, last week and they do this in the middle of the day. It's um at two o'clock every day for the for the for the month, and then the next day. I, and also we went for dinner one night, and then the next day everything was shut. The bars were shut. Boom. Uh, next day the schools were shut. Boom. Right. And then suddenly we're in lockdown, and yeah, basically <laughs> you can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Who's how, enforcing how? it? Spanish ads. Is it the um police or the army or a combination of two? It's it's the police at the moment. I mean, the funny thing is like. I think we're on like day, I think, when did it start? Friday. So I think we're on day I don't know, four or five now. Um, the police are, at the, at the beginning, actually, the first few days, it was quite strict and there wasn't that many people um, out and about. And obviously, you've got to have a reason to be out and about. But um, the, I, I guess the first few days are a bit like, okay, this is coming. And I think from Actually, I think from Monday was the official start of it, but they kind of prepped everyone a little bit before. And then from since Monday, uh, what are we on now? Wednesday. Um, since Monday, there's been a lot more police rolling, uh, patrolling the streets. Uh, no, I haven't seen any army guys yet, but 
Um, yeah, I think it's 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 pretty much been the police just kind of going around, and there's been helicopters flying around quite um, quite a lot. And apparently, not here, but in Madrid, they've been you've been using drones to like get messages out to people as well. So, um, how much of this? Um, so I know that <clears throat> sorry, the government would have implemented a lot of these changes. Um, how much of this is was it was it led by the public at the start? Did the public panic and start to self isolate on their own without government guidance? Or because in the UK, I know um, I had a report from my, my daddy lives down in Wales, and mm-hmm. uh, the schools down there it's half class attendance. And this was even before uh, Boris Johnson today said, well, um, you know, school's going to close on Friday. Is, mm-hmm. is it been the same in, in in Spain or has it been relatively relaxed? Fairly similar, um, if I'm being honest, because the funny thing is because our festival um, falls around this period, so a lot of the kids were actually meant to be off during this period anyway. What would happen is the final, um, you know, my my girlfriend's a teacher, and like in the in the, the days leading up to the to what was what was happening in the schools being announced to be closed, a lot a lot of kids were being pulled out of school, and the classes and the numbers were reducing. Um, so I guess fairly similar. I mean, a lot of people kind of took it upon themselves, um, but yeah, it, it was it was very it was very fast. I guess that's the only way to say it. Like one minute people were in school, um, a couple of people last you know two days later um a few kids dwindled a few more kids dwindled and okay. next 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 thing you know they're shut anyway so it, it, the, the yeah. speed i think was just quite the surprise i guess well that's it they found a lot of the teachers in the uk were just weren't turning up for work they were 30 yeah. percent down and then of course that makes the the school doesn't run essentially yeah, so exactly. it, it ultimately has to come to a close that's, um, that's why they shut coalfields i believe what well, lack of teachers yeah. Oh. Savages. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what is it? Just, just in addition to that question, Ad. Um, yeah. How is so? I guess how is British action so far being perceived by the Spanish or by you in Spain? I know we've had some conversations prior to this that you think actually maybe i might be a bit talking out of turn here but the impression is that we've been a bit weak in our actions we've been a bit slow to react is that the general consensus or do you you know do you think the spanish think we are you know doing the right thing Um, in terms of of actual spanish people i mean i think they've got probably too much going on right now to be concerned about us personally but in terms of um what I would probably take away from it and the friends I know here that I have English friends here, I have American friends here. Um, I think we're quite surprised by just the, the slow reaction that you guys are taking. I mean, um, like I said, I think the speed was just a bit of a shock. And then in terms of like when you guys announce that, oh, okay, we're recommending that we don't hang out in, in public spaces and stuff. Like, there was none of that here. It was the bars are closed. Like, it was within one day that, you know, the festival stopped. The next day, the bars are closed. The next day, you know, we're on lockdown, essentially. So it happens so fast. But I think maybe that's the surprise for me because you can obviously see what's going to happen. Everyone can see what is going to happen right now. Um, the case is going to go up. It, it's going to happen. So I don't really understand the, the, you know, the reasoning. 
I, I know it's all about flattening the curve and they've obviously got to like time this correctly, but I don't understand like the justification for not closing those things down as soon as possible. I know they could probably say the co- the economy that is that legit reason for health, but I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Adam Kay, do you, do you want to ask your question to Spanish Adam? Yeah, Spanish Adam. Yo, the second the second or third most important thing in my life is food and right. regular amounts of food. Healthy, <laughs> unhealthy, big food, small food, KFC. protein, KFC, meats, <laughs> vegetarian food, sweeties, pastries. Get the idea. <laughs> How do you obtain your food? And is there enough of it? Well, so, uh, yeah, I... Put it this way, um, there was a little bit of a panic here as well um, in terms of rushing out to the stores to buy stuff. I think what happened with me is as soon as the festival got cancelled, um, I knew that there's going to be a bit of a rush. So the next day I went out the, the next morning. I wasn't like stockpiling or anything like that, but I just bought a little bit more than I needed to, I guess. Um, and the even that day, uh, the st- and we, we're not even in lockdown at this point, but that day the stores were already a little bit light on certain items. And I'm talking, yes, toilet roll, yes, milk. Those kind of pasta essentials were kind of already stripped, um, which I guess you guys are seeing now or have been seeing over the last few days. Um, but as of now, I... <laughs> I guess that would be my advice to you guys if you're a little bit ahead. Like, just stock up as soon as you can, like, a little bit. Not go crazy. Um, You know, I think it's important that, like, obviously all the elderly can access all this stuff. But... And wipe their um, (laughs) Sorry? And wipe their asses. (laughs) Exactly. That's why you have a poo Um, finger. (laughs) (laughs) Just the one sheet. (laughs) In the days leading up and around the day that we got locked down, um, it was a bit tricky to go. There was queues outside the, you know, the the supermarkets. Um, but now that the lockdowns are actually in place and we're a few days into it, people are locked down, right? So they shouldn't be in the supermarket. So getting food now doesn't seem to be a problem. You can actually go to the store. Um, and they're pretty, they're pretty well stocked. I don't know if that's going to be the same situation in England, but it was. I guess it's been around the initial mass panic and those first few days of being locked down, uh, having having the difficulty around that period and not wanting to be around so many people and standing in really long queues outside the supermarket. You know. Mm. In fact, actually, on that today, I think there's there's some tighter restrictions coming out. Um, on how much you're going to be able to buy in the UK, I think it's like it's like two of every key item, like you know, right. toilet paper and sanitizer and stuff like that. And actually, interestingly, I think that that some stores are even even removing trolleys, so you can only have a basket, which yeah. kind of seems sensible, but at the same time, you know, what a ridiculous situation to get to, where you know, the, 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 people are you know panic buying there's there's never really ever been the talk of any shortage of anything that's never been mentioned but the the minute people think they're gonna not be able to you know you know have their freedom you know every minute of every day there's 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 a 
purchase a toilet roll going on. I don't, I don't get it, but that's it's kind of weird. Um, Mrs. Keeley keeps getting me in trouble because I can't. I've been to about eight different supermarkets to buy rinse aid for the um, dishwasher. Sold out everywhere. Unbelievable. Wow. You want to get those plates clean? You just get don't know where to clean. look for yeah. the coffee, mate. No, I, I even asked the staff and they look at me funny. Like, do you, want, do you not want toilet rolls? Like, nah, mate. They probably think you're going to wash your hands with it. <laughs> yeah. Drink I, was it. On the, I was on the phone to Dave earlier in Sainsbury's. I coughed and I said, I'm getting some toilet roll. And the bloke putting the toilet roll, look, he was going to kill me. <laughs> well, I'm I'm pretty central. I'm pretty central to 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 town here, and it wasn't as crazy as I'm seeing some of those images and stuff like in Tesco's and back home. Um, and I guess now that I'm inside the quarantine um, lockdown, um, now there's not a problem like at all. If people just like don't panic and. Later on, there'll be less people in the supermarkets because you're locked down anyway. So there's no point rushing out and buying shitloads of stuff. Just just that initial first week, if you've got enough stuff to get you through like that kind of first week, then later on there shouldn't really be a problem. So is there a big street presence of police, Ad? Is that is that something you're seeing, like police actively going around asking people what they're doing? Do you know what I mean? Is that is that a... Yeah, not loads. Uh, I've seen probably um, more images from like just mates or like people on like my friends on Instagram and stuff. That I haven't seen a ton, um, but I have seen some cars patrolling and they're like you know got the speakers on top, um, essentially saying to people you know if you don't need to be here, go home. Um, a huge presence. I wouldn't say that's true, um, but they, they, it's noticeable. It's you know yeah. it's noticeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that answer your question, Ad? You happy with the, does, food, yeah. the food situation? Is not going to get any worse. It may actually get better. Hopefully. I'll eat like, people. Yes, if it gets any worse, I'll eat people. KFC is going to be gone. That, that'll, that'll go bust. Um, Dark times. Kronk, you want to ask Ad your question? That that was it. Kind of answered my question, to be honest, because it was it was all about um, panic buying. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you didn't really. It sounds like you didn't really have as much time to do it. One, exactly. One thing here is, I think it's really highlighted in England that we have a lot of mongs. It's going to be another editing episode. Last thing, mong mates, an acceptable, acceptable word. Um, I mean, I think I said mongs. it yesterday, but people blind industrial blue roll to use as toilet roll oh, in bulk really like, like there's not really? enough of it on one roll um you're a chafe wouldn't it i mean yeah. just to go off topic slightly what do people think about this um you know there, there seems to have been a lot of laws that have been passed that criminalize certain activities i know we touched on it yesterday about people um you know cri- criminalized uh, or enable the detainment of persons uh, to keep in quarantine and so on and so forth. So they've looked at these laws. What do, what do people think about the fact that there hasn't seemingly been that many laws that help people 
or protect people at the moment. And, and what laws they have been, they've literally had a time frame put on them. For example, something that I was discussing with um, Adam Keeley earlier was about this uh, you know, protection for rented or people who are in rented. It only lasts for three months. They can't start eviction proceedings <laughs> for three months. But as soon as that three months is done, <clears throat> they can sign that paperwork, bang, and that eviction proceedings on. You know, what do people think about that? You know, do you think that? You know, it'd be interesting uh, to come back to you, Ad, and and see if Spain have you know come up with a few new laws because every time we seem to have something, there seems to be a couple of new laws that are pushed through mm. to fit the purpose. What what do we think about that? Anyone got an opinion on? Uh, Everything seems to be for the end of May. I mean, all, all the stuff that I was due to go to, like there's a couple of conferences that we had booked in for work. They were for March, April and early May. All of those were cancelled, but everything from June onwards was seems to be all right. So they obviously think that like a 12-week period of, of quarantine or lockdown seems to be what we saw. <clears throat> um, so I imagine they're expecting that it's going to take 12 weeks. Or if it doesn't, they'll just extend it. I mean, the, the speed that they drew that up and, and got it through um, to be law is, is is mad, really. So I imagine they'll just extend it. Well, they, they didn't even discuss it in the uh, Commons, did they? They just pushed it straight through. And that's how Labour were kicking off uh, um, because the Tories pushed a load of laws through. One of them was... Uh, they get to detain people under the mental health act. I was like, right, okay. It's they're gonna they're gonna put them in, a, in, in you know in asylums and things. I, and I don't know what what that's to do with whether it's people with mental health who just won't stay indoors. <laughs> I don't know. It's um, classic martial law. Going to get rid of well, all the undesirables. Done. Well, do they anticipate more people to be suffering from mental health issues, which means that they got to detain them? I mean, uh, what my my I guess my point is is what does it look? What does a society look like that makes more criminal laws than more laws that support the actions that the government are going to take? Because there's loads of laws to keep you indoors, but there's no laws to protect you from losing your home and your livelihood and your business and your job. And I kind of think that if you made a load of laws that protect your, you know, your your ability to continue life after the 12 weeks, let's say, you might not need all those detainment laws and the criminal laws. I mean, you know, am I on the wrong track? Do I, do I, am I barking up the wrong tree? Do I think we need to, we should criminalise more people in these situations? I think, I think it's, fair. it's one of, it's a hard one, public safety, isn't it? Because people are, yeah. like I mentioned before, people are monks. So you've got to do yeah. a little bit of a hard, you've got to take a hard line, but then you, you've got to give that power back straight away. Yeah, I but think it's, I think it's easier... Go on, George. Go on, George. Yeah, I think it's easier to control people to begin with and then start implementing things that will benefit people. Because I think the most important thing is to kind of keep it insular for the time being, try and keep people indoors. I mean, yes, it sounds all horrible and stark. I mean, it is pretty horrible. Uh, and I think going on what Ryan was saying, I think it is going to be every three months is when they will assess how things are going, uh, if they need to extend it. And I think it will be three months at a time. They'll sort of look at the situation and look at running things on that sort of model. Mm. So yeah. on that then, George, do you think that by creating powers to detain people, 
and and not necessarily support them that people will do as they're told or do you think people because they've got nothing to lose will just come out and do what they want to do because i think am i right in saying but in spain they are they've are they provided you some support financial support or something like that similar to what the uk is is done but maybe on a smaller scale Uh, i mean for me personally um self-employed or autonomous as we're called um they are offering support and well funny enough from my personal situation as as a self-employed person here you would have to it's the highest in europe actually in terms of what we have to pay per month to just be self-employed um it's around 280 pounds per month that you have to pay whether you've earned money or you haven't um so yeah it's it's a lot and um to 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 do that people are going to need support and they're going to need help so um the government i think have um stated that they're going to contribute how that's going to work i mean the bureaucracy in spain is actually very difficult to manage so how that's actually going to feed down is going to be interesting but but you haven't been given any money yet so to speak no 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 so going back to the original question george what what do you think do you think that people are going to take notice of the detainment lords if they've lost their jobs and they are struggling to buy food and pay rent and things like that do you, do you think that's that's the right way to go around it um i mean it is a very very difficult situation i think people will either take it two ways i mean some people look to instruction and some people will just rebel i think naturally um of course it's scary times and you know i think a lot of people are definitely going to spiral hence why i think the mental health uh detainment's been implemented i mean you know there's so many people who are quite stubborn in their routines and you know without routine uh you know people can descend into madness i'll be yeah but not, being, not being able to train yeah. Please, mate. I've gone mad I've lost it Kerry what do you reckon do you, re- do you reckon people are going to how do you think the British public will respond if more and more folk are being detained forcibly in their house rather than you know you know elect to be in their house well this is it um it, it, it all depends how you are you in your cash now, me, me, you, everybody on here, I hope, makes an honest living. But certain people don't, like criminals or people who are dealing drugs. They need to be out and about. They need to be making deals. How are those guys going to react to being locked <laughs> locked in, all their clients being locked in? I think they can claim statutory sick pay, actually. Yeah, that'll be all right. That'd be pretty good, yeah. No, but, you know, I, I just, you know, what about the people on zero hours? You know, fact the criminals, but what That's about what the people I'm saying. There's a lot of zero hours contracts. situations, yeah. isn't there, that, that you, you, as much as you want to hit them with the criminal stuff, that when you've got nothing, you're a human being, you've got nothing, or you're losing everything, who yeah. are you listening to? How you know? How are you going to make? There's a lot of people in in low places at the moment. I guess is what I'm saying. You know, I'm not saying we're in this recession, but we're heading towards one definitely, hundred percent. Uh, how do you? Is it better to contain by force or contain by help? I guess is my question. I think they're going to do both. Yeah, they will do yeah. both. I mean, sure. Adam said it to me. We had a roll on Sunday. The last one, wasn't it? Ed? And Adam said, if you've got Lou roll, I'm fucking coming for it. 
swap out what we food. They'll have costed this um, in terms of recession. So that there's that agency that I was trying to remember the name of yesterday. Um, is one that Bill Gates is a is a member of. They call it it's the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness, and it's got a bunch <laughs> of different governments in it. And um, they reckon it will cost five hundred and seventy billion for a moderate to severe epidemic. So they sort of know what numbers they're looking at. They, they'll they'll have taken all this into consideration. It's just whether they actually have the cash. Mm. To, I mean, this is the question. Do you, uh, Adam, you might be out, uh, Adam K, you might be able to help with this because you're a man of maths, a mathematician man. Um, is is there is there a talk of just printing more money? Can you just print more money? Uh, go on, George. Yeah. You look like you know this. You, you, I see you can if you're the Federal Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what is it? I just but saw they can, they can create credit. Yeah. yeah. Go on, George. They can create cash. Oh, I, I just saw a headline. I didn't actually read the article, but skimming past, I did see something about more money being printed. So it's just funny that it's come up. Yeah, go on, Ad. What do you know about this? Yeah, they can. They can create. So it's too. It's too complicated to explain here. But they can. Yeah, they can. They can create more money. They so can give. Every, um, yeah. They, if they wanted to, they could say, right, everyone, there's two grand this month. There you go. And they could do that. They could That's do that. Yeah. Very easily. How does that? I wonder yeah. how that affects the economy. Could you see well, like a big global reset? Then just going right, every country's debt is wiped. That's it. Well, Surely so, that would no. It, it, so so whenever you create credit, you create another cycle because that credit has to be paid back by someone yeah. eventually. Yes, it's, it's printed so debt. It, yeah, so it just it it pushed that to the next. But, push it on. But it's a way of getting out of debt. It's by creating more debt. So you would think, given that we've been in ten years of austerity that we'd have a bit of cash in the bank six trillion in yeah. the in the in the red <laughs> well <laughs> it, it hasn't worked yeah <laughs> i heard I a couple of rumors it's gonna work yeah <laughs> i heard a couple of rumors about uh something like 78 pounds if you're self-employed and 92 pounds a week uh just as like an allowance i don't know if this is factual or not but it's just like a random number i heard being jotted about at the moment yeah, Which I is fine, like, isn't yeah. it? If, you, if you're not paying your mortgage or your rent, if, you, if, you, yeah. if you're not if you're not upkeeping yourself and you've only got your ass to keep, then not 98 quid is probably, I don't know, is it even doable? I'm not sure. Well, that's not, statutory sick pay number, that is. So that's what you get paid if you go sick and your company doesn't help you out. So um, that, that's probably the government as you pay everyone a minimum of that, but then they say you won't have to pay your rent, you won't have to pay your mortgage. Do you think they're, but they're not saying that though, Adam? What they're saying, no, they're is, pushing it back, pushing it back three, three months, three months. Yeah. Back. yeah, yeah. But when you're putting more people in debt, that doesn't yeah. work. If I if I give okay. you ninety eight pound a week and then say you just got to defer your mortgage payments or defer I'll your, this is the this is the thing, mate, and this is what I'm saying, and and you are a professional in a professional job you know you know i would say reasonably well paid for you know don't tell them mate don't tell them <laughs> don't tell them you're a professional guy and there's going to be a lot of people out there who are a lot low paid workers i think this 
this is just not going to be sustainable past the first week, let alone the first no, month. They'll have to do some form of food stamp rationing, something like that, because yeah. if people lose their jobs and that, they'd be, they will be mass. All the big boys will be going and getting the little boys dinner. But he was Kidding asked beans, today. He was asked. <laughs> he was asked today at, at his press conference this this very question, and there was no real guidance about. And 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 forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure there's probably a lot of people out there that would say, well, if you're going to ask me to do X, you need me to tell me how I'm going to achieve Y. And what it seems to me is he, the government at the moment are advising, they're recommending people do X, and how you do Y is up to you. You know, am I fair in saying that? Is that? No, that's right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. how they're doing it because they don't want to. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that press conference, someone then went on about all the pubs and clubs being open in London. Mm. They said all the streets are empty and nighttime everyone's on the piss. <laughs> Spre- you know, spreading <laughs> all, all, you know, all the social distancing measures everyone's doing, not training BJJ, not, you know, not going into work, working at home, just gets ruined by loads of people on the piss. But they're, they're not going to shut the bars because they're not getting paid any money. So basically, they're doing um, the what is it? You can do that, but I wouldn't do that if I was you. That's the kind of uh, yeah. approach to everything at the moment. Yeah. But that puts a lot of people in tricky positions, George, doesn't it? Because for, for from a business point of view, what you're doing is you're discouraging the custom, but you're not giving them a remedy. You're not saying, well, we're going to support you. Um, I know this talking about a lot of loans. I'll, I'll be honest, you know, you own a business, you are, you are self-employed currently at the moment, yep. sole trader. Would you want to take a loan on to get yourself through this tough time only to have to repay that back afterwards? You'd, I guess you'd be loath to do that, right? I mean, um, I'm actually in a good situation currently. I mean, partially because I still live at my mother's house. So I don't really have to worry too much about overheads. And I do have quite a lot of savings. So, you know, I don't, I can't really put myself in those sorts of shoes at this point in time, really. I guess you um, still wouldn't elect yourself to get into debt, though, would you? you oh, no, know, definitely not. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that, like, that's the long and the short of it, isn't it? You, you're saying for me to get through the COVID-19 business mm. i've got to get myself into debt to keep functioning you know and yeah. that that's kind of a dark <clears throat> spot to be put in isn't it? That, that, that's yeah. dark and i think that the reason the government aren't kind of forcing things yet is because uh, if they do that i think a lot of people will feel it's uh, the government are responsible for the failure of their business or the closure of their business so i think it's kind of one of those things where they're trying not to shoot themselves in the foot but at the same time they are because you know there's loads of people still going out and, you know, potentially spreading the, uh, the virus around. So I guess this leads on to your question, George, to Adam. Do you want to do you want to give Ad your, your question? Yeah. So Spanish Adam, you've kind of already answered my question partially, uh, which is mainly about, you know, uh, being sort of uh, freelance and self-employed myself. I mean, do you find a lot of your work can be done remotely or do you find a lot of the companies you're working for aren't going into the offices so aren't being able to offer you you work at the moment? I think that's um, something that's we're going to see what's going to happen, really. I mean, at the moment, I, well, I pretty much work full well, 100% remotely, basically, right now, um, because a lot of my clients are UK-based. Um, so in terms of, I, I, th- I just, I don't know what's going to happen in terms of whether they're not operating 
um, fully how much work they're going to want to outsource. But then it might flip the other way for me. Um, maybe they're going to look towards freelancers and people that are, wanting, uh, are willing to work remote um, because no one can go into the office, right? Um, so I think it's I think it's just going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. Um, uh, yeah, at this current moment in time, um, I still got some work. Um, I, again, it just it, it depends. I'm not sure what's what's going to happen, but I, a lot of my work's remote, so I feel like it's going to be fairly safe mm. for the minute. Um, it just depends on how the, those companies um, operate in terms of inside, you know. Uh, in their offices and stuff and and if they're willing to continue and how many people do continue do you, do you think this is going to change the way people work i mean i know like what, what is it called like the giga community and things like that that is um something that's happening a bit more like you were saying cronk yesterday weren't you that pretty much most of your work you could do off your computer or your phone you know you yeah. don't need to be anywhere particular but do you think this is going to go next level now we're going to get to this stage where people are going to be thinking do, what do i need that office for do you know what i mean during covid 19 80 percent of my workforce could function quite happily from home yeah. the productivity okay you might lose well, i don't know 30 percent productivity but if you're saving money do you think this is going to make sort of a permanent change to the way we work I think there's two things that will push that culture. That's um, the environmental impact that commuting has. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, if you don't have to commute, then why are we, why are we putting the miles on the cars? Why are we clogging up the roads if everyone can do it from home? And I think that will become more apparent now. Um, do you think you believe that thing in um, Venice at the moment that they're saying that the Venice the, the water in Venice is running clear and the, 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 well, <laughs> I mean, I can't believe that. that, silt that, the bottom of that. If, if they're not bringing up all the silt, then it will look clearer. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. Nice one, Kronk. I know the only person rubbing their hands together in all this is probably Greta Thunberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's made her millions anyway. Yeah. She's a, she's an oil tycoon. How she's dare you? <laughs> You've ruined my life. Yeah. I think this, this will show, um, I mean, we're, we're shutting, one of our offices it's up well i don't know if we're going to shut it but we're all getting moved out of it because what off the back of this or just anyway anyway yeah we so we've got if you um some of the blokes on the coast or it's not just blokes on the coast it's, it's men and women on the coast but um some of them uh refer to the pool campus as the death star because you always get that sort of um you know separation as such from your your regional offices and your head office but it basically it looks mint right you've got a, a nice what we call the college which is a basically a hotel yeah with a restaurant and some offices it works out cheaper for us to have our own campus to train people than it does to put them in a hotel mm. basically so we built that then we've got a massive warehouse with some offices above it but it looks like one big lush um office building but it's actually just hollow and it's they're just all around the outside and then on the top floor. So it's mainly warehouse. And then we've got this old 70s style um, building that we're all in. Most of the support staff are in and it's hanging, absolutely hanging. The aircon's crap. It's falling to bits. They want us out of it, but there's not enough space in the other buildings. So there will be a mixture of being in the building, 
and working from home. You're all out of hotness. There's not enough space. It's, they know it's, that's coming. They're happy with it. You know, it's, it's uh, um, I've worked for companies where I've just worked from home and I've been just as productive. I've been, mm. you know, wanted to shoot myself because you yeah, had no human contact, but mm. you kind of just, you don't. Yeah, that's it. Con- contact's important, not only for, you know, your your own well-being, but cre- creativity within the workforce. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like sitting with you guys and having a chat here isn't the same as being at the club and having a, having bands there and, you know. That's because I'm not strangling you, Kerry. <laughs> Mate, calm down. Don't worry, Kerry. You won't be able to do it after three time. months out of the I've got his belt. I'm going to wash it. That's it. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> All my dreams come true. It's going to be amazing. Wipe that again. I mean, the other thing is, you know, how much, I mean, this is, this is real paranoid talk. How much hot desking are people going to want to do after we realise that this pandemic's basically caused by people who don't wash their hands after they've had a poo or a wee and then go and touch every other mouse in the hot hot desking suite? I I know that sounds crazy. (laughs) That is fact. Thanks, there's some dirty swines out there. I told, yeah. told you about the poo man, didn't I? I told you about the poo man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, go on. Can't, can't really share it on a thing? No. It, it, just, there's a poo oh. man. I'll tell you later. Every other <laughs> person, mate. I've got, we've, we've got a couple that, like, first thing in the morning, that like, you go into the yeah. toilet and you think, it's safe, right? It was cleaned overnight. It's the first, the first, your first entry into the toilet. It might just be to blow your nose. And someone has demolished it. <laughs> the poo fairies. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then no, and then no hand washing afterwards. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. All flushing. Savagery. This is what I mean. It, 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 when you all get kicked out of your house after three months, which let's say this is the worst case scenario. After three months, Adam's looking at me like, "Oh my god, am I stuck in my house for three months? He's done five days. Hey. We've done zero. <laughs> Oh, is I'll, be, I'll be taking a massive house, mate. I'll be taking the house in Coal Hills, mine. I'm just taking it. But well, that's not really my point. My point is, it'll be the first time you've seen a car in three months or seen some grass or a dog. Are you going to walk it. touch it? <laughs> <laughs> just wipe your backside of it because you haven't had yeah. toilet paper for two and a half months. Like when I train the kids, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Get those worms out your bath. <laughs> so listen, this moves me on neatly to Kerry's question. Go ahead, Kerry. What's your question? For I can't remember it, mate. What did I say? <laughs> this is like organisation. Oh my god, mate! Le- level level ten. Have you, got, have you got a bachelor of arts? Uh, <laughs> I have actually, yeah. <laughs> as as a Brit in Spain, I'll ask a question for you, Kerry. Thank you, mate. I'm glad you got my back. Is as a Brit in Spain, this is Kerry's question. What is the feeling on the ground? And I guess this is from an expat's point of view. Um, you know, a, a, a Spanish local might, I, I guess, look at this a bit differently. But you've got American girlfriend, right? Um, uh huh. She must have a view on what's going on over there, so that'd be interesting. Okay. 
find that. Yeah. That's some crazy shit. Is she after her thousand dollars as well? Yeah, she's missing out on those Trumpy books. She, well, she? she might get it. Yeah, she yeah. still pay. She must still pay a bit of tax there, right, or whatever, you know. But yeah, yeah so what, we'll what's bidding from a Brit on the ground? Um, yeah, I have a lot of guys that I'm I still hang around with, and they're they're, they're Brits. Um, I guess. What, are you talking about reflecting on what's happening in the UK or what's happening here in terms of what oh, we're doing? It's Spain, The differences between how the expats are feeling and the locals, that's essentially it really. Is, is there the two dividing camps? Are the Brits freaking out more than the Spanish? Or mm, No, I think from, well, from my experience, I think it's pre- pretty similar. Um, the, the general feeling on the ground when it all happened so quickly, as I mentioned, was... It was a it was a, a real air of acceptance. Like everyone was like, "This is what we got to do." And as I mentioned, in that festival that we had to cancel, this is like the biggest thing for these locals here, anyway. And they kind of just like, "Okay, look, this is obviously this is what needs to be done. We need to be okay. We need to be shut down." And I would say, I you know, the locals, uh, sorry, the um, the expats, you know, they pretty much was just kind of the same kind of feeling in terms of like, "Well, this is what we have to do now." Um, and I have to say, like the community um, has been quite impressive in terms of, I mean, every night, 8, 8 p.m., everyone will come on their balconies. I know you guys have probably seen some of the footages, uh, fo- yeah, like some of the yes. footage from Italy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8 p.m. every night, everyone goes on their balconies and will clap for at least a good five minutes um, for the you know, emergency services, which is awesome. I think it's awesome. And like you get people playing tunes smashing pans together just making a hell of a, a riot you know just so that uh the emergency services are like hearing the people i guess yeah. and i mean i guess the expats they're they're all part of it you know they're they're just in the mix and 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 getting involved and 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 i'm part of it really um as that's i am good. as i as am i so i think it's really i think it's really good that's good and, and even mm-hmm. even in general in in terms of in in buildings you know i live in an apartment block there's maybe seven floors i think and there's been lots of like not necessarily mine but from just friends and stuff um sent me images there's a lot of people that have like left messages for the like the elder people in the building if you guys need help with your shopping i'm happy to go out and do it for you there's probably a lot of older people that are like probably scared to go outside a lot of people are doing that and that's that's awesome like expats locals everyone's kind of involved i mean we have seen some clips i don't know if you guys have seen that online but of uh some of the, the people just on holiday, I guess, in Benidorm. And, oh, yeah, I've um, seen that. Oh. You've seen that. Uh, God, oh, my God. It's, oh, my um, but being <laughs> nice and airy, and the police are, like, talking to them, and they're just not listening. There's obviously wallies like that that um, are just Don't here for... Don't do us any Exactly. I mean, if well, you're... Well, when the army comes, they shoot them, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's... <laughs> um, but in terms of um, in terms of what my experience here in, in Valencia is very um, it's very a mix and everyone's kind of in it together really and 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 very supportive of the, of the community like I said leaving messages for people if everyone needs a hand um, it's been it's really good really good that's good it's encouraging to hear that because you know I know previously we talked about um, you know the government maybe applying more of a heavy hand than they need to to control this thing or control the populace and um, you know, uh, you know, when you when you hear the word lockdown, everybody's on lockdown. You think, well, no one's going to be able to talk with each other. But mm-hmm. if you look at, you know, the result of this podcast, of this conversation, 
is is COVID. <laughs> you know, this we wouldn't have done this. We'd have carried on going up the club, rolling, having a laugh, coming home, dealing with the family. Maybe we wouldn't be here now having this conversation, building more of a network, more of a community. Isn't it great that we can do it, though? Can you imagine yeah, that yeah. happened 20 years ago? Oh, mate, yeah, absolutely. I have to send you a letter like, with perfume on it. It'll be awful. Be shit. <laughs> or just very long <laughs> strings and cups. I've, I've yeah. just thought of another another con- another question that might be controversial. There. Um, go, go, Adam. Might be really controversial. Spanish Adam. Spanish Adam. Hit me. Hit me. This might, may be the most controversial question you ever hear. I like it. Yeah, we need to edit this out here, Gronk. <laughs> is, is Sticky Vicky still working in Benidorm? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. Bloody hell, Gronk. Um, <laughs> have you seen anyone really ill? And have you seen any hospitals? No. I have to say no. Uh, although I got a message from a friend earlier who said um, they're on the second floor, and I think it was about five six p.m. and, a, and a, um, an ambulance pulled up and people went in with hazmats, like hazmat suits, into into the building. That's that's okay. the closest I've come to seeing it. In terms of seeing um, people ill, I guess that was a question back to you guys actually, because. Um, the media, in terms of BBC, ITV, obviously I'm not um, up to date. Are they showing anything footage-wise of people being in? No, no. nothing. 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 See, I, I, find, I find that interesting. There's not showing loads here, but um, I find that interesting. I don't know if that's the government that are just shielding that completely because, Dave, I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I, I'm sure you saw that video. I think I sent you a day or two ago. Um, yeah. Where there was this woman who basically was like outside a hospital struggling to breathe, you know, yeah. if she could uh, and, and in Madrid. And I, Sorry, go on, Ed. No, no, I was just going to say, I find that quite interesting. I guess that's a non-scare tactic, a non-panicky kind of tactic from the government. But I mean, until this arrived on my door and you hear about this in China, has anyone seen any footage of anyone being ill or like lying in no. a hospital? I don't think there has been. Must, and I find that a interesting because it's very real it's affecting 200,000 people out there right now but no one's seen one sort of image or clip from it does, does anybody know of anyone who's ha- who's actually had it no. No. well potentially but no one Me. actually I don't personally know anyone that's had confirmed uh, test I know of someone that's I know of someone that knows someone that's apparently had a concern. Yeah, it's like third third hand. Yeah. Also, I think the only the only person I've seen is this old couple that were on that Diamond Princess um, cruise ship. They did a vlog from hospital in Japan um, while they were ill. That's that's all I've seen of it. And actually, to be fair, I didn't even see when they were ill. I just saw when they were yeah. better. And they They're probably better. part of the new world order, mate. <laughs> see, see, this, this is a, and this is an inc- interesting question, question from Adam K. Because the my memory, and I, and I, this, I am so slow on this as well because I only literally realised yesterday this is COVID nineteen because it came about in twenty nineteen. <clears throat> so when you think about the speed that this thing, how contagious this this thing is, and it's been around. Um, you know, 
before Christmas. And I remember being ill around Christmas myself because I remember it was before me and we went to the Euros and I was thinking, yeah. thank goodness I'm ill it. now. Yeah, we were both men down and I was Ill before, oh, ill after. It, that's it. Now, the funny thing about this is I also read a funny uh, headline where there was a builder who said, I beat coronavirus with honey and lemon, which made me <laughs> chuckle. But essentially... <laughs> that hasn't actually been untrue for a lot of cases that have been reported. Yeah. And actually, there was a report today, a woman, when it was on the news, and she was like, um, this is someone who's had COVID-19. And she went, well, I think I've had it. I haven't been tested for it. <laughs> but this is what it was like. And I'm, the, I'm thinking, what am I listening to you for? You could have just had a cold. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just had a flu. Now, the same with that. Adam sent me a video, the footage, and hopefully we'll get advanced with these podcasts so we can show the footage uh, yeah. on the podcast at some stage. But the, the, essentially, just wrapping it up was it was a woman coughing outside the hospital. OK, she can't breathe, but she's breathing. She's talking. I've been in the emergency services for a long time. When people are saying to you, I can't breathe, they clearly they can breathe. It's kind of an oxymoron. Um, so she's saying, I can't breathe, and she's coughing. Well, she's smoking. She's smoking. Yeah, she's probably just finished a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the have, have you smoked 300 a day for the last yeah. 20 years? Have you got COPD? Are you an asthma sufferer? I'm not saying it. Scare tech. But her husband had just died, allegedly of COVID 19. But what I'm. What, I find interesting is exactly that fact for something so in inverted commas deadly so contagious the fact that none of us have actually seen someone or witnessed anyone and seen some devastate you know you would have thought the media would be the first to show some devastating footage of someone suffering facebook as well someone would have put it on facebook shared it someone else would have yeah, shared it in the yeah. age of cameras as well like everyone's yeah. got a camera on them you know unless they're deliberately taking it down you know i found that interesting from a like a in terms of what they're putting on the media like is that they're trying to conceal that from people to not cause panic i mean i don't i don't, I don't know what, i don't know what they're doing it, there, but. it's not helping uh, the uh, the conspiracy is it yeah. like you know the it, it's not helping people um make the right decisions yeah. uh, with regards to information you know exactly. we, we talked about it we did, did talk about it in the last podcast but, you know it's um getting the wrong information can be dangerous you know Yep. Spanish, Spanish Adam, I have a question for you. Um, what is this general sort of consensus with Spanish people with regards to how they receive the media? I mean, uh, in sort of England and America, I think generally they're a bit more likely to look into conspiracy theories as, you know, some of the uh, news that's been out maybe hasn't been as factual. Some of the predictions that have been made haven't been, you know, as accurate. Uh, what's the general sort of takeover there with regards to sort of trusting the news sources? <coughs> Um, I mean, the only experience with the, the Spanish people I know or just things I've seen on forums or Facebook or, or whatever from the guys I know, um, yeah, I would say it's fairly similar to the UK. They're just, you know, not sure about in terms of what, um, they don't, they don't trust exactly where everything's coming from. You know, they're reading a lot of different, um, sources, you know, no one trusts one particular source. Um, 
I think it would. I think it would be fairly similar. I guess would would say um, as 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 England, quite skeptical with a lot of uh, uh, things as, as as well. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. I'm going to yeah, ask on, another it? controversial controversial question. Um, it m- might not be for you, Spanish ad, because you're not in the game. But I'm sure there'll be a, a strong opinion in the room about it. What do we think about BJ Gyms, BJJ Gyms that are still operating? What do we think about gyms that are currently still open, allowing people to come in and roll and, and do things so like that? Controversial. Has anyone got, a, has anyone so got an idea about that? Uh, I, I think it's kind of like the government guidance. It's kind of like, I wouldn't do that. If I was you, you can do that, but I wouldn't do that. And I think yeah. it's one's personal responsibility to think, right, should I go to that gym? I wouldn't do that. Uh, but for the people uh, open and running it, I think they're just still trying to maintain their businesses. Jiu-Jitsu yeah, will, be will be there afterwards. That's, oh, 100%. That's how I feel about it. And, and if I personally... My back's fucked. My thumb hasn't worked for about three months. And I've got some other niggly injuries that I could do with healing up. But my coach um, would berate me endlessly if I took some time off. So I... Um, no. It sounds horrible. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, absolutely. Do that. It sounds like a right. <laughs> so you just carry on. Day. Plus, you can't not train because then you know someone will get better than you in the gym. So you've got to, you've got to keep going, haven't you? But now no one's getting better, so it's all right. I guess it's getting better. <laughs> all right, George. I can't wait to become white belt again. It's going to be amazing. All my dreams so this, come true. So this is going to be interesting because uh, for podcast episode of the lockdown number three, we have Ed Ingemels coming on, who is uh, a black belt in Brazilian uh, Jiu-Jitsu under Nick Brooks. Um, he's won IBJJF European titles, been a veteran of Polaris, multiple Naga titles. Um, it be through AJ Agazam and Benson Henderson off a stage, apparently. Um, multiple battle grapple winner. So he's going to be on in the next episode. And uh, also, he's a very bright guy. He's an academic guy. Um, I, I'm not sure what his, his actual um, uh, degree, master's, PhD, whatever it is he's got in. But we're going to catch him. He'll hook him. Definitely. Breaking, breaking my toes from the Europeans. Uh, yeah. At least we can thank him for something. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in an episode three of the lockdown. Um, uh, I think uh, we have uh, kept Adam for long enough. Thank you very much, Adam, for coming on the Jesus. show. Um, Thanks, Adam. Spanish, Adam. We love you. Right. There's uh, actually one thing, Spanish, uh, one thing I was going to bring up, actually, just from being um, a little bit further into it. I think one thing that's going to be very interesting going forward um, will be the whole in, um, issue around mental health. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, someone who's been fairly isolated now for five, six days, I, I'm fine. I'm quite used to, uh, I'm quite, what's the word? I'm, 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 yeah, exactly. I'm quite used to, I'm quite used to like time by myself and working alone Um I'm quite programmed that way. However, from speaking to people here, um, I know people are struggling already. 
and it's only been five days. Um, so I think that's going to be an interesting thing to look at a little bit further down the line once that, like this unfolds a little bit further because I mean I have friends who are just like driving themselves up the wall like right now and it's day five you know um, and uh, we're still allowed to work in some in some aspects here um, you know I, there's some woman from the from the top of my building today was it just basically um, just basically shouted out I'm bored. Like from the you know from the top of the, from the top of the um, building, or like <laughs> I'm just bored, like across the courtyard. And I don't know. I just I see that as being an interesting topic. Yes, maybe for you guys to chat about next time. But it's something to it's something to think about because I think that's going to be a really. I don't know if people are taking that into consideration yet because there's obviously such a health aspect. Yeah. But that mental health when you start being locking yourself away and you can't really see your friends and you can't really see your family and you, you, you're locked in your room or small house or small flat which we have here um, how I can deal with it personally I think I think I'll be alright um, but I know a lot of people that are gonna are gonna struggle mm. well interesting yeah. you say that because episode four ad we've got top uh, lecturer and um, one of the leads in psychology a whole university coming on the show um, PhD Dr. Mark A. Chen. Uh, we're going to chat to him about um, human behaviour, how people are going to react moving forwards with this. So that that is going to be interesting. But I guess it would be an apt place to, to, to finish off. Is there any, can you give us like three top tips for one looking their shit down? What, what should what should we do, you know, in a lockdown scenario? Um, just three things, keep yourself amused or whatever it is, you know? Uh, first off, have like a long-term goal, whether it's, like you say, working out or training or like try and have some sort of routine initially um, and have like a long-term goal. Me, uh, uh, I'm learning Spanish. I'm pretty good at it or like I'm, you know, getting better um, day by day. Um, that's a, a long-term goal for me. I'm like every day I'll do a little bit, you know, working towards that, whether that's training, whether that's whatever, um, have a long-term goal. And I also think like a lot of people are panic buying food. Um, it would actually make sense that like panic, not panic buy, sorry, buy things that like you can actually do, whether that's puzzles in the house, um, video games, like uh, Amazon stuff, get that orders in early. Um, Ikea, like for me, I've recently moved into my flat and I'm kind of like, you know what, why didn't I order a bunch of Ikea stuff so I can assemble stuff while I'm here? I've got nothing to do and they're not really delivering right now. Um, you know, stuff like that, that I may be like, oh, I should have actually done that before the lockdown happened. Um, so I actually had more stuff to do. Um, yeah. So get the books in, get stuff ordered on Ikea, Amazon, get things that you need, you know, you, you would yeah. do going forward. And uh, so you have stuff to do with your days, you know. Um, for for yeah. those of us with kids, <laughs> I've, got, I've, got two sav- I've got two savages uh, and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> you know, I really Carl's don't. been choking they unconscious. Are, they've Every they've day. just stopped filming EastEnders as well, haven't they? So that's like... That's, 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 that's going to ruin a lot of people. Dark times. <laughs> that's yeah. going to be dark times. Not that for ten years, but how how people are going to not be able to watch another family argue for yeah. a half an hour yeah. period is going to, you know, Dave. Why did why didn't you introduce the new venture you put in today? The new oh. endeavour. 
Oh my gosh! Well, new not creation. Me, we. So I guess that that is a good opportunity to. So, unfortunately, I guess we've alluded to it. The reason the podcast is started is because Sasquatch Studios has had to cease to um, be. Uh, the Sasquatchers, they've got nowhere to train. Um, we've had to close. We can't do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, obviously, to protect the community, to, you know, uh, flat the curve and so on and so forth. We've had to just to stop the training. So instead, a uh, conversation Adam and I, uh, and I had today was about putting, for as long as we can do, the Sasquatchers to good use. So... Um, We've come up with uh, sort of an, a new um, adventure, which is um, remind me what we called it, Ad. The Sasquatch Studios Community Support. So the way this works, the idea behind this is that that all our Sasquatch people, uh, anyone linked to Sasquatch, they can get in contact with us, um, give their name and their location. And then we will collate that on a map. Uh, so it will be a, a load of people in there near locate where, where they live, so on and so forth. And then what we will do is appeal to the public, the, the people of Dorset, of our community wider that are interacting with us on the lockdown podcast, who are interacting with us on our Sasquatch pages, the gyms, um, if they know of people that need help or if they know of vulnerable people or elderly people, we can collate this information, contact those people and mobilize a fit and healthy Sasquatcher to go and give them some assistance. Um, and this is kind of helps us as much as it helps everyone else, because, you know, we want to keep together as a group. We want to keep active. We want to keep engaged you know, we're there to help people, you know, we want to make the best use of our time. So if there's someone that's elderly in our community, you know, that we can go and help, um, we want to be able to do that. Uh, and, and, and the thing with this is it can be absolutely no contact. We can manage this um, through, you know, a whole host of different ways, even if it's taking them shopping or a shopping item or something like that. Um, we can organise the details later. Uh, and health and safety is obviously um, mine and Adam's utmost priority. So we will make sure that our people are as safe as they can possibly be doing any tasks. And we obviously making sure that we protect those vulnerable people at all times. So we're not there to um, put them in any sort of uh, under any sort of risk or anything like that. It's, it's merely just offering us some community help and we can mobilize from quite a few different places, you know, in, in East Dorset and the Bournemouth um, Christchurch and Paul area. So, yeah. So if you want to engage with us, please check out our Facebook page, which is the, um, the Sasquatch Studios uh, community support group. Um, just, you know, come on there or private message us, send us um, the details or point us towards where you think someone might be vulnerable. You might have a relation down here. You might have, you know, a neighbor. You can't help. You're in isolation yourself. You need to pass it over to someone else. And we will then coordinate that the best we can and, and get someone out. So that was kind of something positive. You know, it might work out. It might not. What has been absolutely amazing out of uh, this podcast primarily is that this has been supported 
um, really, really well. We, you know, we've got so many more likes and listeners than I ever anticipated. Um, and 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 second to that, that the response from our Sasquatch group of people offering help has been unbelievable. You know, everybody has stepped up to the plate, like I expect them all to, because they're all you know, competitors, fighters, champions in their own right. They, they, they put it on the line on the mats and, and in real life they put it on the line as well. So I, I don't expect any less, but still when you see people, you know, offering their help, it's humbling and encouraging and, you know, whatever is true, false, whatever's going on, it's a situation we're all in. And to know that my buddies, my friends, my teammates are um, all backing each other up is, you know, you know, it, 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 it's what it's all about. That's, that's reminds you of, you know, some people go buy toilet paper by the 20 dozen and some people help other people. Uh, and that's when, you know, shit is real. So, um, I'm very honored and, um, grateful to know these people. So yeah. So if anyone wants to get in contact again, if you want to support it, we'll probably, um, you know, they might even grow. It might even grow to us organising food bank stuff, using the gym as as a as a food bank or whatever we need to do. However long this goes on, um, you know, obviously we'll clear that with the owners uh, of a, of the premises. But you know, we're at, we're out there to help people, and I know our landlords are out there to help people as well. So um, whatever we can do, we will do. So uh, if anyone wants to help out, get in contact. We'll probably set up a, a just giving page for a food bank or something like that, that you can support like the trust will trust or someone like that. Cause it's, it's going to be those people that are, uh, are going to be at the coal face, um, while this is going on. So, um, anything from you boys, anything to finish off? No, just again, thanks for all the, um, all the gym members, continual support. Appreciate it. I'll make it up to you somehow in the future. Um, I'm worried. Awkward. We're all scared. Worried. We're all scared. worried. <laughs> right. about ten miles away um, from each other. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't don't commit. And I'm doing the first kids um, online thing next week. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> A few <laughs> members out there hit, hit our online. Um, Facebook page. If you haven't got access to it, give us a shout. We'll get you access. Online training videos for Sasquatch. And IPON members now, um, you know, uh, um, we've, we've joined forces with yeah. Jeff. So we are a Dorset BJJ uh, cooperative. We are helping each other out. So um, that's really positive stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, thanks, for everybody. Don't forget to tune in for episode three. Edinger Mills is going to be pretty much take the piss out of all of us. Um, <laughs> but we can't take the piss out of him because he can't do anything about it. Sorry, yeah, Kerry. Fight, gonna... no. What what day is it, Dave? That that will be tomorrow night. But it'll be, if we it depends when it goes out. But that we're doing that tomorrow night. Ed Ingemels is going to be our 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 guest tomorrow. Don't do Illuminati symbols to me, see dog. Ah, oh, <laughs> you mate, look at that. What do you think this is? <laughs> Illuminati. It's a global, globalization takeover. NWO. Maybe you know something. Mate, we... That's, that's hand, hand signs for send toilet roll now. That's what it is. That's Squatch World Order. Thanks, Adam, for joining us from yeah, cheers, mate. beautiful Valencia. Thanks, Spanish Adam. Amazing. Spanish Adam. Thank you, Seagull. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you, Adam, Kylie. Thank you, uh, Keely. Sorry, thank you. You're dead to me. So <laughs> dead, Dave. Oh my God, I'm breaking Listen, all your toes. I'm breaking all of them. You're not, because we're not trying. I am. 
Exactly. You know what happened. <laughs> Spell Sasquatch for me. <laughs> Brain Thank damage you. is real. Cronk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and see you on the next episode. Q jingle. Bam. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow.